Today's episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is brought to you by Fior Ethnic Beauty. I found this company just recently, and they are a minimalistic skincare with ethnic ingredients, nature spa with floral, fruity, and foresty feels brought right to home. Their main goal is to make users understand that their brand is all about using traditional, simplistic, and natural ingredients with no chemicals to help the environment and create a sustainable beauty brand. Many communities across the world have been using traditional ingredients, which are locally grown and used in cooking to take care of the skin, ancient grains, herbal plants, etc. Their goal is to revive all of those techniques and create exceptional beauty products and bring Nature Spa directly to your home. Order today at www.fiorethnicbeauty. And for today's Little Bit of Life listeners, use promo code FIOR01 for a special discount on your order. Welcome to Little Bit of Life podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. Dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits, so sit back, enjoy, and here's your host. Hey guys, welcome in another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast with Little. I always do the topics, like I said in the intro, everything that we seem to think, but don't say. When we are living in this society where we have every single opportunity and a connection with every single person possible at the swipe or click of a button, what happens when we're dating and also with marriages? What happens when you get into a relationship with somebody or you're married to somebody? How do you continue to date your partner? And what does life look like after you start actually finding the need to date your partner and finding what works best for you? I have an incredible couple on with me today. I have met them through, yes, TikTok. They are so special to me. They have the most amazing love story, but also with that comes life and love off the grid. So I want to welcome in today, Ryan and Amanda. How are you guys? We're good. Doing good, doing good. How are you, Ben? Good. I'm really excited to have you guys on. I feel like for those who have come across both of your TikToks, you guys are so different, but you're so alike in the same way. You're fun. You're just, you live a very simple life where it's all about loving and respecting each other and respecting other people. So for those that are listening who have not crossed your TikTok, how long have you guys been married and how did you guys meet? Tell us a little bit about your love story. Uh, well, we've been married for 18 years um, in August. It'll be eight, it's 18 years in August. Um, we've been together for 20 years. Uh, we met back in Florida uh, through my cousin, and it was literally love at first sight. <laughs> so, um, and that's when our journey began. Was was that night? And here we when you guys when you guys met that long ago. Obviously, there was like there was no TikTok, there was no Facebook, there was no Tinder, there wasn't Bumble, there wasn't anything like that. No. So, do you feel that it was? almost beneficial for you guys to meet, especially now versus like how your children might have to date in their generation? Because it was just easy back then, I think. It, absolutely. It was so much easier. Well, um, it was, but even even without those things, there were still complications. Like I was actually going through, I was in a separation at the time um, in a current relationship with an ex-wife. 
and we were separated and we were trying to figure out whether or not we were going to try to fix that or what we were going to do with that. And, um, I met Amanda and I looked at her and I was like, yeah, she's hot, but she's, you know, that's a little out of my league. And apparently, you know, down the road, I found out that she looked at me and she was like, oh, he'll be mine. But <laughs> it was love at first sight for me. <laughs> but there were, there were a lot of complications. See, whether you put social media into play or not, I don't, I really think that it's, no matter how you look at it, life's complicated no matter what you throw into it. I do believe that social media can definitely desensitize people, especially mm -hmm. young people, to really being able to truly connect with somebody on a level that you cannot do over the internet. You just can't. Without that constant face-to-face, touch-to-touch interaction, it's not the same, mm -hmm. and it can't be the same, but... There's always going to be challenges that you have to overcome no matter what. And I love that she's, I love that she said, Oh, it was love at first sight for me. And that's why I was like looking at Ryan, like, I really want to ask that question. Like, was it love at first sight for you? Because I feel like with women, we know. <laughs> it was, it was like, like, I was like, wow, she's, I was like, man. And see, I had never met her before, even though I've been friends with her cousin for, a long time um we actually some of the first jobs i ever had growing up was with her cousin and then we became good her and her whole family and me became good fishing friends and everything on top of it and we hang we hung out all the time and i heard all about amanda and i was always hearing stories about amanda but i had never <laughs> met her and then when i did meet her i was like wow but i was like yeah no that yeah that's 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 that ain't never gonna happen you know we walked okay so we walked through the garage of my cousin's house and it was just him and i mm -hmm. and it was like time stopped like it was slow motion right and we're just walking and and our eyes met and i'm like oh he's gonna be mine and <laughs> she actually she actually left the party that night which was kind of a bummer because it was kind of like, man, I finally got to meet her and then she leaves. Well, she left just for about 30 minutes. Well, maybe about an hour. But she went back to her apartment and got herself all done up and everything I to come back. I put yeah. makeup on because I had nothing on. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. my goodness, I look like a hot mess if I want to impress this guy. She did not look like a hot mess. She looked just fine. There was nothing wrong with how she looked. So... Yeah, I came back and and we stood we stood next to each other when the ball dropped and everything and said happy new years <laughs> to each other. Yeah, and, you know, a little nice. little bit of eye contact, not really any flirtation or anything no, at that point. No. That all that all came down the road, but it was fun. Yeah. That's how we met anyway. With men, I think it's interesting because like when I met my my boyfriend, my partner now, it's funny because I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was like, yeah, whatever. And we kind of did the, you know, the normal texting and talking on the phone. And then it was kind of similar of like he thought of, oh, man, like this is out of my league. She's out of my league. And the minute I saw him, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, yep, that's it. That's what I want. And it's so yep. funny because I think men and women have such a different mindset when we meet because like we're getting dolled up. It's how we look. It's like we have to look presentable. Even though we know, like, especially now with what supposedly like society wants to tell us, oh, a man loves you in just, you know, an oversized t-shirt and your hair up and no makeup. That's when we feel the absolute worst of ourselves. Yep. <laughs> it is. At times. So with being married so long, um, listeners are going to ask this question. And it's one of my biggest questions. I'm 37. I've never been married. What is 
The secret from a woman's point of view and then a man's point of view. What is the secret? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You can't, you can't use mine. You've got to come up with your own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I would say honesty for one is the, the, the number one thing is honesty. Um, being yourself, you've got to be yourself. You guys are going to grow older. You guys are going to change your perspectives on the world is going to change and you just you got to accept each other and just love each other if you get in a huge huge fight and you don't think that you guys are going to recover from it work on it because you know what Mm -hmm. if your car's broken what do you do you take it to the shop you get it fixed and and then it's working right again that's the same with a marriage if it's broken work on it don't just throw it away and you know what, we've, Ryan and I have, one of our vows in our marriage was um, <laughs> through the best times and the worst times. And we've had some pretty worst times, but we didn't let that end us. We worked through the hard times. We, we are each other's best friends and you just got to work at it, man. You, you just don't throw it away. Really, mm-hmm. you you just can't, especially if you really love that person. And Ryan's my best friend in the whole entire freaking world. I mean, he knows everything about me, and I wouldn't, I would do anything and everything possible to keep him by my side. So that's that's my <laughs> Ryan's brain is working over there. Of he he, he has like this gandhi moment i feel like that's coming from a man's point of view that's just gonna be a bombshell (laughs) no no but i mean it's really you just gotta work on it and you can't keep secrets and you've got to be real and honest with each other yeah there's so many factors that play into that i would say i've had young people that have come to me and have asked me, you know, how, how, and this was years ago, even like how in the world have you guys even been together as long as you haven't, this was when we were only together, maybe like seven, eight years. Um, and I would still suggest this, especially to young people, but this isn't the only thing I would suggest by any means. I I'll, I'll put a three part to this and I'll try to make it quick and not <laughs> overdrawn. The biggest one that I've always said is you've got to be able to fight with each other. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you've got to be able to agree with each other. It does not mean that you have to do not ever get physical. That's not what I mean by fighting with. If you, if that's someone that you love and you care about and you call them your wife, your spouse of whatever degree that that is, phys- physicalities are not an option, period. If you want to, you want to throw your marriage away, then get into that because that, that you're going to throw everything right out the door real quick. And if, that person doesn't have the sense to walk away when it turns to that. Eventually, they will or it's going to get even worse. And that's just some, that's the way it is. You don't ever go there. But be able to fight with each other. And I don't mean be able to verbally discuss things. We can all discuss things without fighting. But when you, there's moments where you're not going to be able to do that. You're going to be in a fight with each other. You're going to be yelling. You're going to be screaming. That's life. And I've always said, I don't care if you live with a roommate for five years. I don't care if it's your best friend mm-hmm. since you were five years old. You're going to have an argument from time to time. You're not going to see eye to eye all the time. You're going to have fights. Be able to do that and then recoup from that. Come back together after that. 
Another one, the second biggest thing I would say is keep outside influences outside. Yes. Do not go to your family for advice. Once you're married, and even as the Bible says, and I'm not making this in anything religious by any means, even though I have my beliefs, at the end of the day, when you leave your family and become a man, and a wife leaves her family to become a wife, that means that you are walking away from their decisions, and now you are a grown-up, and you're making your own. You are not looking for their advice. Now, is it okay to seek their counsel? Yes, but that doesn't mean that if they're going to tell you you need to do something, you need to tell them stop. It's you don't control this relationship. I control this relationship. I'm coming to you for counsel, not for direction. And there's a big difference that people misunderstand nowadays about the difference between counsel mm-hmm. and direction. Going to anybody, whether it's a say a psychiatrist or a shrink or anything like that, for guidance is very helpful. But you're not looking for somebody to direct you in any certain path. Your life is your own life. You direct yourself in your own life. Third part, I would say, is that this is the biggest one that people throw away nowadays. It's just like, okay, so when it is so easy for people to do this. For example, can you keep a secret? I have a secret and I want to tell you, but can you keep it? Most people say, yes, I'll keep it. If you want me to keep it, I'll keep it. How often do people really keep that secret? Do they do they keep that secret or do they go and tell somebody? Nowadays, they basically will tell anybody and everybody, but they'll say the same thing. Don't tell nobody I told you because it's I'm not supposed to tell you. Okay, so on that same note, it's the mm-hmm. same when you take somebody by the hand and mm-hmm. you make a commitment to them. When you make that commitment to them and you commit for better or for worse... It means that you are committing to be by their side, whether you're getting along with them or not. And everything in life has seasons. I don't care what it is. You go through seasons in your life. You're going to go through good times together. You're going to go through some really fucking tough times together. And that's just the way life is. When shit gets tough, knowing not to walk away, and that's hard as hell to do because this society we live in, it tells you, throw in the towel, you can do better. You don't need, if this is how you're being treated or this is how you're feeling right now move on with your life do not stand for it move on with your life Mm -hmm. listen that's the that is not the answer walking away is not the answer when times get tough is the time that you need to stand fast in what you committed to with the person that you decided to live a life with and like she was saying a second ago how she can't imagine living her life with anybody with me Listen, sometimes we don't like each other at all. We love each other. We know we love each other, but there's many times we do not like each other. And where we're both like, God, I just want to freaking leave, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe leave for a little bit, maybe get away for a minute. But at the end of the day, I don't want to live my life tomorrow with somebody else. I don't. And she doesn't either. We both know that. And that's not the answer. Walking away does not fix anything. In fact, it only makes things harder. And you really got to think about that decision that you're about to make when you think about walking away before you like take some time, walk away from it and think about what you're about to walk away from in the long run. Is that really what you want? Not just what you're feeling in the moment. But that would be my my threefold of what I would. And there's more I could go into. But as far as if I was to break down to somebody younger or somebody that was (laughs) looking to get married. That would be the three things that I would stress hardest on them. And you know what? When you're having your good times, love on each other. And I'm not talking physical so much because that is a big factor and that does need to happen from time to time. But as the older you get, it does dwindle down, unfortunately, as you've been told and we all know. 
But I'm going to tell you something that all of my grandparents have told me. No matter what they went through, no matter how hard life got, at the end of the day, when you hit your 80s, or if you're lucky to live longer than that, and you look back at life and you realize that you went through all of this and this person stood by your side and you stood by their side this entire time, there is no greater feeling in the world than knowing that you did it together. So there is an outcome that is completely positive and so worth it. it but it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication and it takes a lot of heartache and it takes a lot of good times. I mean, that's just part it. It's life. You mentioned sometimes you'll like each other. Sometimes you'll love each other. I like that you mentioned that because I feel that in this generation, you turn on the TV. I mean, I was bored last night looking at Netflix and there's this show that's infamous of love is blind. And it's these random people that are going through this entire almost social experiment of showing their personalities, not physically being able to see the person. They're on the other side of a wall in literally a cube and they're getting to know somebody in a matter of a, I think it's like two weeks and then they're choosing to get married and then they're showing them kind of like cohabitating and how that's so different. So when you said the different, sometimes you'll like each other. Sometimes you'll love each other, but you all, you're always bringing that focus back to each other. And it's okay. Cause like you said, it's also like Amanda said, he's, you guys are best friends. You're not always going to get along. You're not always going to agree on the same things. So if somebody is listening and they're married and they're newly married, maybe they're new parents and they're just not connecting on their parenting skills because everyone is different or they're really frustrated because they feel that that honeymoon phase is gone. What would your advice be to, to, to anyone that's listening that might be going through that right now? Well, the honeymoon phase will, will disappear first off. The honeymoon phase is just the honeymoon phase and like people different generations used to call it puppy love and things like that. Like you, and you get that, you know, where it's the nonstop physical, nonstop physical, nonstop touching. Then, especially when you have kids, that definitely changes because there's so many more responsibilities all of a sudden that come into play. Let me, let me also explain. I, it's not that when I said like, sometimes we don't like each other. We always love each <laughs> other though. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those, like they've said in songs, like, I don't think, I know she loves me, but I don't think she likes me anymore. Well, she might not like me right now, and I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to like her a whole lot right now, but we, if you can focus on the fact that you still love each other and realize that it's a season, you're going to be able to move on. The honeymoon phase, like I said, same with the puppy love, that is an exciting time. That is fun. Embrace every bit of that because it, Have fun. it does, it is limited. It is. Um, if you're not wanting to immediately jump into kids or, and hopefully, and I'm not going to say that this is a bad thing, but hopefully you're not getting married because you got pregnant um, as a couple, even though a lot of people, they'll, they will do that. And, th- and that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that if, if you can come into a relationship and actually be able to spend time with each other and enjoy time and decide that we're going to get pregnant together at a, you know, a certain point in time, which if that's what you want, that's awesome. Um, it just depends on which way life decides to where you end up. But either way, you're going to have to understand that at the end of the day, there's so much more to life than that honeymoon cycle, than that puppy love. And true love is not puppy love, period. It's mm-hmm. not. And the honeymoon phase is wonderful. Enjoy it. Soak it up. 
and realize once you make that commitment that that means you're committing to be with that person after that phase is gone. And that not only are you building a, the, you're going to enjoy your honeymoon phase as long as you can, but you're also, you're building a life together. You're building a legacy for your family. You're going to raise children on your standards, your morals, your beliefs, and you're going to pass things on through generations under your name. And that's what it's all about. That's the most powerful thing in the world is for a couple is to be able to pass on ideologies and beliefs and respect and love and all of the things that we are as a society are pushing so far away from. But as a married couple, you have the ability to do something different than what society teaches nowadays. You have the ability to teach your children what true love and what marriage is really all about instead of what society is teaching us because society is pushing us all away from that entire ideology. Mm -hmm. I mean, I scroll on social media and it's always, you see, I feel like we're either almost trained now to, if it's not perfection, if it's not easy, then leave it and find something else that you still don't deserve. Or it's this comparison of this is my, this is my life. This is my relationship. This is my marriage. And we're constantly sitting there comparing our lives to somebody else's when really social media, we're only sharing the good times. We're not going on there sharing the difficult times, the fights. That's it. 100% on that. And that drives me freaking nuts. It drives me nuts. Like I saw this thing on on Facebook today where it was an apple sitting in front of a mirror and it was a full, it was a beautiful apple, but on the backside, it had a few bites taken out of it. And that's how Mm -hmm. like you should perceive social media because they only show you the good things. They don't show you the bad parts about it. So don't Mm -hmm. compare yourself to any other person. I mean, don't mm-hmm. do it. And, and, and you know, I've, 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 I find myself struggling with that also from time to time, you know, and, and it's hard to take a look back and be like, well, you know what, they're beautiful and their life looks amazing, but what, what are they going through? Kind of earlier, really? even like, even like what I was saying, don't let, you know, families outside perceptions decide the decisions that you're going to make when if you're hurting for some reason with your relationship and you reach out to family, like I said, for support, make sure it's about support, not direction. But now that's easy to do when you go into things like talking to friends online or watching television shows or things like that. That puts it into a totally different category because you don't even know these people, but this is what we're constantly being having shoved down our throat is. Mm-hmm. Not support, nothing like that, but like exactly how you explained how so many things nowadays just say that if it's not easy, change it, Right. walk away, change it. Well, what about mm-hmm. the commitment that you made? I mean, whether, whether you believe or not, if you got married by a minister of any sort, then you made a commitment under God. Now, if you didn't get married necessarily by a minister, because there's other ways to do it, it's still a commitment to each other. And you committed yourself to that person for life. If you, if that person meant that much to you at that point in time, whether you like them so much right now or not, you still made that commitment to them. And it's your job to honor that commitment as much as it is their job to honor that commitment and, and see it through because mm-hmm. you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And everybody feels differently and everybody has different emotions. And the biggest thing is, I guess what I could say the most about any of that is don't let any outsourced outside influence Influence, influence you. your decision on what you're doing with your life because we are all different. 
Mm-hmm. All of us. I don't care who you are. You might find people that feel the same way about certain things and that you can relate to on things. But at the end of the day, we're all different. We all have different feelings, different beliefs, different needs, different wants. Do not ever let any media influence or anybody or anything tell you how you do you. You do you, period. You've got to do you. And that doesn't mean, well, you're having a bad time in your relationship. Just do you. Don't worry about your spouse. No, you committed to that person now. You're required. You're required to do you right by them, regardless. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. nobody, t- today it just seems like people don't realize that anymore. They're like, okay, well, you, you want to know what's really sad? I have watched four marriages just in the past six months of people that I hang out with on social media dissolve. Four marriages just yep. one spouse walked out and that's just, and it just was what it was. Hmm. And it's with so sad. With social media, and yeah, with, it is sad. We're, we're all watching everything almost implode while we're watching basically what society wants our lives to look like from the outside. I can't imagine what it's like for married couples because now we, it's not just how it used to be. Like when my, my grandparents were married 67 years, it was stay with your spouse, work on your marriage, raise your children. But now with social media being so massive of an influence in everybody's lives, whether we want to have it or not, it's, now marriages, it's you have to look. Per, you have to look perfect. You have to be raising the ki- the children that are in the private schools. You have to have these big homes. You, I mean, even looking at videos on like Facebook, these dates are like almost more expensive than an actual wedding used to be. It's extravagant. Yeah, and that's why I have you guys on because the other part of this title for this episode is life off the grid. So many people that I did a poll with when we were talking about marriage, it was. I don't make enough money. My husband needs this, you know, this better job, this bigger promotion. We need a bigger house. And it's so interesting because I think with what makes your relationship work and what I really admire with the two of you is you have stripped life to the bare bones of what you need that makes you happy in order to be grateful. So for listeners that don't know, what is life off the grid for you guys? Okay, I'm going to I'll I'll start off and then I'll let Amanda come in there. I'll probably go I'll, I'll probably back back out or come back in. But um, the biggest thing I would say is regardless of what situation you were in, count your blessings. Always count your blessings. Don't leave your blessings out. It's so easy to look at all the negative things in your life, and you're going to focus on nothing but that if you're not counting your blessings every day. You have to count your blessings. You have more mm-hmm. blessings than you think in your life all the time, but it's not easy to see those. It's easy to see what's not right in your life. We lived, I lived in Florida in St. Petersburg, which is a very, very overpopulated, very busy city. It's not little. It's right next to Tampa. It's huge. I lived there for 40 years. Me and Amanda both had very well-paying jobs that we worked very hard at, and we still couldn't make ends meet. We decided to move up here, and which kind of worked by chance we there was property up here that was in the family's name we now have it but it was in the family's name and at the time we had 36 we now have 43 acres we came up here to get away from a hurricane that was coming in when we left to get away from that hurricane we got up here and we decided we're not going back we'd been up here before i brought her up here before and she fell in love with it it's way out in the middle of nowhere we have our own mountain yeah, we have a couple mountains that yeah we own, but it's 
it is a different pace of life. It's slower. It's uh, doesn't mean. And when you like, so if you, if, and I'll say this, if anybody ever gets a chance to move out of the country and that's their dream, that's what they want to do. They want to own a piece of property, get out in the middle of the country, by all means do it. And for the first couple of years, you're going to be like, man, this is, this is, and it was the best thing we could have ever done. Best decision we could have ever made was to get the hell out of the city, get our kids away from that type of schooling, all that. It was the best thing we could have done for our entire family. Understand though, after a couple of years, you're going to realize that regardless of where you live, you're going to have stress and you're going to have problems, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. When you can get away to a slower pace of life, to less bills, get rid of all the crap that you really don't need, that it really isn't making you happy. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I mean, the biggest thing is people out there, they're like, well, I got to have, the, I got to have the newest phone. I need the newest phone. Hell, we're... We don't need the newest phone. We don't even have cell signal up here. We do have some fast-ass fiber optic, but that's just in the past couple of years. But there is no cell signal where I live. And even if there was, I don't. what the hell do I need to spend $600, $700 on a damn phone for? What good is that? What is that going to make me happy? No, it's not. And why do I need it? What, so everybody else can see that I've got the cool phone like they do? Like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't mm-hmm. care. And that's one of the biggest things that I can say as far as being able to move away from the mindset of you're trying to keep up with anybody, stop keeping up with anybody. Do you do your family, do what's best by your family. My, we've got a daughter who's 13 and everybody that I talk to that has a daughter anywhere near 13 is just having a hell of a time with their daughter. My daughter (laughs) is super easy. She is, she's a God given gift to us. We love her with all of our hearts. We've got a nine year old son, both of them doing great in school. There ain't the boy or the girl issues or any of that yet. Now, it will come. Of course, it will. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. We'll deal with that the day that it gets here. But you go into the city, and by 13, they've already got beyond boy issues. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and they even do up here, believe it or not, depending on how they're being raised by their parents. Uh, stripping away the things that you don't really need. Uh, so... I had some things happen in my life, Tabitha, as you know, to where I ended up in a situation where it's I can't really be able to work. And um, mm-hmm. when I was able to finally say, okay, well, look, all of a sudden we have what we need to be able to purchase the things that we need up here, or really whatever we wanted to at that point in our lives, we decided exactly what is what are we going to need? What is my wife and kids going to need if anything happens to me? And what is going to work for us that I can get these things that are going to last multiple generations up here that are needed on the property that can make our life easier up here? And none of that shit had to do with a smartphone or the latest gaming console or, or, or yeah, or, or clothing or any of that. None of, none of that was a part of that. None of that mattered. It was all practicalities of things that we needed to where we could wake up and not have to be like, damn it. I wish we had that. We've got that. We've got what we need. And I'll let Amanda chime in. Cause I could go on and on on that subject. There, there's, <laughs> there, there, there are many things. When All it right. Comes so to Tap, that. can you ask the question again? Cause I got, <laughs> yeah. So from 
with Ryan's standpoint, he he was, you know, coming of, I need to take care of my family and I need to really focus on what we need. Coming from a mother's standpoint, was it really hard to get, like, to go off the grid? Because I know with me, I'll go camping, I'll go places, I'm like, I can do this. But going day in and day out, I'm like, oh, could I, could I really do that? So is it kind of different when you're, I mean, do you adjust or is it just something that you realize from the basic of this is what I need and all of the other stuff is just extra? They're just fillers in my life. Well, from coming from a, a big city, um, there were there were adjustments. That, oh, there were obstacles. There there were obstacles that I had to go through. I mean, when we got up here, the cabin, um, the the pipes had busted from a winter from somebody not draining them correctly. So we didn't have water. Uh, I mean, we had water, but we had water out of the well, but we didn't have plumbing in the house. We didn't have plumbing in the house. So that mean that meant that we we didn't have a running shower, we didn't have a running toilet. We had to make do with what we had, which was difficult. We didn't have hot water. Um, we didn't have hot water. I had to boil water on my range, my my stove range. Um, but we we made it through. And that that year that we were up here, and there's a lot of adjustments. You're just so <laughs> used to having. Um, a washing machine, a dryer, um, hot water, running water, running toilet. And, and sometimes those things, when you live up in the middle of nowhere, well, when, they when... can go awry and then you don't have anything. So, I mean, you've, you've got to, you've got to make the best of it and you got to do what you got to do, which. And as far as water... living off the grid, I would say that it's really hard to explain it because some people are able to move and live a lot like we are and it's a pretty simple transition for us it wasn't and i would say that a lot of people get overwhelmed about the idea of doing it because it's like well we're gonna have to do this we're gonna have to spend this we got to do all this right now before us to be able to do this no just jump into it stay by each other's side and take it a, a piece at a time narrow it down don't don't think that you've like we don't have solar panels yet. As soon as we get solar panels, we're completely off the grid, 100%. We, is it easy? It. Hell the fuck no. It yeah. is not easy. Is, is it worth it, though? What is the it hell? worth yeah. it? Hell yes. What the it hell in life has so anybody, any of y'all ever done that was easy that was worth it? We yeah. we just, I mean, we, we evacuated from Hurricane Irma in 2017, and we came up here. We thought it was just going to be like a week's stay till you know, they got the storm and everything the storm debris and everything. Cause hurricane Irma was hitting straight towards us, tw straight towards mm -hmm. St. Pete, Florida. And, um, the last minute we said, no, I mean, we had a, a, a 19, a house that was built in the 1950s and it had, it had termite damage and it was a wood built house and 20 mile winds and a, and that kind of a house. I mean, no, so we packed up the animals, we packed up the kids, we packed up things that we would need, and we we had this place up here, and we decided to take the 12-hour journey. So we did. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, okay, so you know how it says God always knows what's best, or God knows the journey that he wants for you, and, and whatever. Well, we got up here. And the day before we were heading back home, you know, that storm turned, it went, to, it went south instead of hitting straight towards us. So we would have been fine, but, mm -hmm. um, 
the day before we were, were we were heading back home to Florida, the car decided to completely stop and not move. We were going to Walmart to get our road food, you know, like road food snacks. And it stopped. <laughs> and we were stuck here for another three freaking weeks because the place that we had the car to, they said we needed a new transmission. Oh, no, that was almost three When months. we didn't even need a new transmission, it was just a wheel bearing. It was a CV axle. A CV axle, whatever. <laughs> so, like, when God, when, when, you know, like, miracles come, and this is the place that we needed to be because um, the kids are doing great. We're, we're doing really well. And, I mean, it's just a simple, simple pace. Like, I, I'm not a very people person person like I'm not a very like I don't like going out and and peopling you know is what I call mm -hmm. it like if we have to go to Walmart and I'm like I really don't feel like peopling Ryan <laughs> um so I do the Walmart pickups just so I don't have to do the peopling thing um but I, I think I'm getting into like a, a bad mind frame <laughs> of not going out and peopling because we made uh -huh. some really good friends and it's like, y'all can come up here. I don't want to go all the way over there. Uh-huh. But, I mean. Every, everything has been stripped, so to speak, down to the bare basics. Do you feel yeah. that coming from a city life to now where you are? I mean, I can see it from the outside, but do you feel it has brought you guys closer in learning about each other and kind of just revamping life of how you were raised in a city life and what you think you have to have versus what you just actually need? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the, a couple of the big things I was going to bring into the whole thing of trying to be off the grid. I mean, Ryan and I have to work together all the time, every day. Other other than us not having solar panels, we are off the grid. Um, we we do do grocery shopping for certain things, and like I said, you can go off the grid we and not completely be off the grid. It's up to you, but. If anybody has it in their mindset that that's what they want to do, like they want to go and try to live completely off the grid, one thing that you've got to understand that both you and your spouse need to be capable or open to, capable of or open to, is the thought and idea of raising livestock, whatever it is, whether it's chickens or oh, whatever. I love my chickens. The idea of being able to butcher and process that meat on your own. Mm-hmm which is not hard to do and it can be quite enjoyable to do it as a, as a couple or even bring friends over that you might meet to it's come and do gross, it with you. But I mean, it, it's, I love doing it. it. It's it, my favorite listen, time. It's my I favorite mean, fall time thing to do. It's messy. But at the end of the day, when you go and buy a damn, you know, chunk of meat at the grocery store, shit was done somehow or another. It didn't, it didn't just, you know, fall into the grocery store that way on its own. I mean, some, something, some machine or somebody got it to that point. And the idea of gardening is a lot of fun, and it is a lot of fun. And we get like we we had a lot of fun with just doing a couple of little small gardens last year, and we got some really good yields out of that. Yeah, and it's very rewarding. But understand that that is a lot of work, it, and it doesn't matter where where you live, whether it's the heat or the cold or the rain or whatever. It's just like if, sand if you want to have horses, that, that horse has to be tended to every day. And it's the same thing with the garden or anything like that. It's, it's a commitment. It's the same thing as a marriage. It's a commitment. If you're going to, if you're going to do those things, you have to be able to be committed to tending to those things every day, just like a marriage. Yep. Every single day. But it's so satisfying. 
So you guys have been married for, for so long. What would you say for each of you? If I were to ask Amanda, what is your favorite part of Ryan? What, what is your favorite thing after all of these years of marriage? If somebody were to say, pick one thing and one thing only for each of you, what would it be? What would it be for Ryan? The way that he loves me. I have never been loved the way that I've been loved by Ryan. I would have to say that the way that he loves me, he would do anything for me. And he's a great father. And that's it, really. The way that he loves me, the things that he does for me, the little things. That you're only asking for one thing. The way that he loves me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, and the same, same question goes to you, Red. What's your favorite about Amanda? One thing. Because I feel like he's like Gandhi over there. Like he just sits in his like thought process. I know. He's going to be like, spew <laughs> off this big old thing. And then I'm going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> See anybody listening? Tabitha's known me a while, and, and she she knows I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm trying to keep that somewhat limited so that Amanda can talk too. Because well, yeah. her her her, her her voice is, means just as I mean. If honestly, she could she could give you guys some of the greatest advice just as well as I could, and that I think anybody could get from anybody. As far as the one thing that I think is the greatest thing about Amanda, um. I would definitely say it's her ability to overcome, without a doubt, because me and her have been through massive struggles together, and we've been through struggles that were on my side that she was she overcome when most people would have thrown the towel, and that had nothing it had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. It was shit from my side, and she was able to overcome those struggles without. She was my rock through a lot of shit, and I'm talking about shit. I'm talking really bad times. I'm talking about everything from well i don't want to get into too many details because that's not what this is all about but anyhow she was my rock through a lot of really hard times of things that she could have said this doesn't involve me before we even married she could have said this doesn't involve me i don't need this shit in my life i'm done like i'm sorry that you're going through this but i'm not going to go through it with you she did she went through every bit of it with me and a lot of it affected her and she it's her dedication to just you overcome um she's overcome some very serious things in her family she's overcome some very serious things in my family she's a wonderful mother without a doubt and that would be the second thing that i would say if 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 but the first would definitely be if there was one big thing that i could say that one of my in my opinion one of my wife's biggest features is she has the ability to overcome things and she I, I, I'm able to overcome and I have overcome a lot, but I don't think I could have overcome what I've overcome if it wasn't for the fact that she was there with me and she was the one that helped me overcome those things. Well, I'm really glad that you guys came on for this episode because I wanted it to be outside of the social norm. When we hear those that are married, the automatic reaction when you hear, I mean, it's so sad. It breaks my heart when you hear people are married for a very long time. It's almost like, oh, well, what are they doing right? Or, well, they're probably not happy. It's just this amazing perception to me that's just terrible. It's negative. That like Ryan and Amanda have said on this episode, any relationship, any marriage, any commitment to anything in your life is going to be hard work, but nothing that comes easy is worthwhile. So I appreciate you guys coming on, laughing with us, getting sentimental, getting lovey-dovey, rerouting around the oak tree and coming back around because we made it all the way back, but showing listeners 
that it's okay to just take yourself sometimes off the grid, take yourself out of the social norm and do what works best for you because it's two people in a relationship. It is not the rest of society. Cut out all of the extra influence and cut out all the extra drama and really get down and focus on your relationships because at the end of the day, it's just the two of you and that's the best friend you're ever going to have. No, girl, you're fine. I love you. I love you, sweet yeah. cheeks. You're I'll awesome. Talk to you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and interact with the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.